Do you have anything to say to the Dems, babe? To the Dems? Yeah. <laughs> Don't it look fun? Mm-hmm. As usual, safety is the number one priority. I have a prediction that I'm gonna make. The divided states of America coming soon. Because the answer to 1984 is 1776. My name is Kashi Katz. When the robot dogs, I'm just saying, if the robot dogs start patrolling your neighborhood and they're gonna enforce some gamer girl bathwater deep into your veins, syringes, forced injections, it's the divided states of America. I'm 叫我们几个了 It's the divided states of America. A lot of the anti-LGBTQ people are coming out of the woodwork, expressing hateful opinions, and then even some of the crazy LGBTQ people are coming out and expressing their crazy opinions. It's just both sides at it. If the government tries to take Americans' firearms, oh, then option number three will probably happen because you know that American veterans are the ones that actually defended our country from threats foreign and domestic. I'm one of them. And the idea of taking our best means of defense away from us with this twisted idea that you're going to be safe. Oh, you're safer this way. No thanks, dude. I am not down with that syndrome. Go back to Canada. Mass surveillance is already our reality. So the next step, full spectrum dominance over your existence because data is expensive. <laughs> What's good everybody, Cats Productions here, back in the trenches once again. I miss the good old days when the normies were the worst of our problems. And some may say that Cats abandoned the campaign because I didn't cover Barefoot Wife who's in the 23 new animes that just came out. However, comma, we have brothers in arms. Anime Noashi is a great news source to catch up on the seasonal wife who several others are in the trenches with us. But I live in the real world. In America. The land of the free. Home of the brave. And there's something bad going on over here. And just like I fought the normie tyrants and their propaganda, I'll be fighting the new world order. I lost hundreds of followers on Twitter the other day after a string of tweets. Some trolling, some not. That just demonstrates how mentally fragile these people are. Of course, I'm not out here eating babies. It was just a joke. But once again, a e what a d. Me and my wife Becca drove down to the Capitol for the protests, but for some reason, I started to have a panic attack. The worst one of my life. We decided to turn back around and literally dodged a bullet. The protesters were assaulted by the police officers. Could have been me, but not today. I think what God wanted me to see was how dilapidated the city has become. I used to be a crackhead in these streets. 2012, I got clean in 2014, and I'm hitting eight years sober in just a couple of days. It'll be July. First is what I count as my sobriety date. It was around July that I first got sober. And even I was shocked by how trashy the ghetto has become. 
and makes me very afraid for how it will be in another 10 years. I saw a naked woman on the street, just standing on the sidewalk. Hundreds of people doing drugs right out in the open, squatting with their needles out. I'm not even joking. This is what I saw, just driving. We stopped at a gas station, and I almost had to take down an aggressive crackhead who wouldn't leave my wife alone. People screaming in the streets. It's disgusting what America has become. Take the analogy of rendering aid. You see a car crash, you pull over, and you help them. But not in the year 2022. The best you'll get is people driving slowly past you with their phones out. I understand it's for the gram or for TikTok, but I've never been the type to sell out my morals. If I see somebody hurt, being abused, injured. I'm not going to pull out my phone. I might for documentation purposes, like if I have that time, or I'll tell somebody else to do it. But for the most part, you need to run in and do something. You need to help. Don't be one of those bystanders that just stands around, does nothing. If you have type 2 diabetes like I have, you're confronted with choices. You can choose to feel sorry for yourself. Rendering aid, it's not an American value. It's mandatory in Japan. So it's a human value, a human instinct to help people. And I once saw an accident. I pulled over and all I could see, all I could hear, screaming children, crying and stuck. I pulled them out of there, saved their life. And that's just a regular day being a human on earth. Why was I there at that particular moment in time? Maybe it was to help them. Now, I want to show you guys this video. It's a little bit shocking, but I'm not going to show it all the way. It's a woman who desperately needs help, and she gets punched in the face by some dude, and he tries to kidnap her, and all these people are just standing around not doing anything. And the only reason she got away is because, she, for some reason, he wasn't able to lock the door, and she escaped on her own accord. What the... I'm sorry, but if you're a human and you'll just stand by and watch people get abused, then you're pathetic. And God will not recognize you, just so you know. Instagram has a feature where you can make someone unfollow you. Imagine if I did that to everybody that I disagree with. But that's something that's actually happening. How stupid. Like, the communication is part of being human. And helping others is part of being human. And that's why most of these internet personalities... They don't know how to deal with me. They don't know how to interact, how to communicate. Is Am I trolling? I've been married for six years. Oh, he served in the military. He's Christian, but he makes anime feet videos. I, I, I just don't understand. That's because you're not a real person. And real people recognize each other. Every day I'm attacked on Twitter, 4chan, Reddit, and YouTube. And I still have some trauma after getting attacked by somebody that I promoted their content. Imagine that. You see yourself in a video that speaks of you positively. Most people would be like, yo, dope. I'm going to contact this dude. Maybe I'll smash a like or share it. I love people promoting my content. Nope. Instead, they went through my profile, called me a stoner and a loser. And that... <laughs> it's like, bruh, what the fuck? What happened to humanity? People don't have humanity these days. Sad. 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 <laughs> Getting off topic, though. The Atlanta Mirror claims America will soon be a third world country, and I agree. There's an incoming collapse, and I've already downloaded all my hentai, which that will be the next video, something like download your hentai incoming grid collapse or something. Practical advice for cultured individuals only, but really, every single conspiracy theory YouTuber I'm subscribed to, and I'm subscribed to quite a bit of them, they said the gas prices are just going to keep on getting worse. James Revenge, rioting in the streets. 
homeless epidemic has exploded. Tent City coming soon to a place near you. We have one uh, brand new one in Phoenix, Arizona. It's pretty terrible. All while the drugs are cheaper than ever before and easier to get than a college degree. Sad. Sad. Or good, depending on your goals. <laughs> it's the divided states of America. We all know that California and New York will survive thanks to their love for the government. But if they pass anti-gun laws, the police over there will still be armed. So they'll have some form of protection. I live in Arizona where it's totally legal to conceal carry without a permit. This is for self-defense purposes. And I am a very big fan of this law. And I don't see it getting changed anytime soon. Texas might change theirs because Texas is really, really big. And... There might be a civil war because of that. But I know Arizona, most likely not going to happen. But I don't want to get too carried away because we have scenarios that we're going to be talking about here. And one of them is a civil war. So just stay tuned for that. I wanted to share with you all, there's a super dumb article written by a super dumb person that said the safest place to be during a zombie apocalypse is Huntington Beach, California, with a population of 39 million people. Just in that state alone. No thanks. This article also said the worst place to be is Texas. The worst place to be is Texas. Where your first birthday present is a gun. Where people would be able to defend themselves from zombies. Okay, buddy Baca. This is definitely not propaganda. I totally believe you. Unfortunately, your chances of survival vary greatly based on where you're located at the time of the collapse. And what type of a collapse it is. So let's go over my top five scenarios. Scenario 1, World War 3, Difficulty, Nightmare. Putin drops a bomb directly in New York City, California, or directly in the middle, depends on his mood. Or, America drops a nuke on China, and China retaliates. We the people don't have any way to control if this will happen or not, but it's safe to assume that if a nuclear war breaks out, 99% of us will be D.E.D. Dead. And the only people who will make it out alive will be those that push the buttons for the nukes deep, deep, deep inside their bunkers. This is the shortest segment of the video because this one, just like a an alien invasion, there's not much chance of survival and there's a lot of nuances. That might have to be its own separate individual video. Werner von Braun was one of the top scientists brought to the U.S. from Germany after World War II. In his deathbed confession, Von Braun warned of a plot to pull off the ultimate false flag using back-engineered alien reproduction vehicles to stage an invasion from outer space. But Scenario 2, which is the more, much more likely one. Scenario 2. Great damn. Difficulty. Eh, not too rough. This one's a more survivable scenario, and one that is being predicted right now by folks such as Canadian Prepper, other tubers as well. I I never understood the logic of being a prepper <clears throat> in Canada. Because that's probably the worst place to be during any type of collapse. There's no firearms, so your chances of finding good loot on a supply run going to be minimal. But let's say the grid did, uh, let's say the grid went down in Merca, all right? You land at the free home of the brave. And you could still access the almighty internet forever floating in the sky undetected by the human eye. But there's no electricity to power your Wi-Fi modem or the AC, or maybe even an EMP attack. EMP armed and ready. EMP. Electromagnetic pulse. In the Matrix, the humans' last line of defense against the machines was the EMP. It shuts all of them down. 
to our future tyrants, this tech will be their kryptonite. So we really need some engineers to figure out how to make EMP. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying that. So uh, <laughs> I redact that statement. Uh, wait until the grid collapses and then you can start making some EMP stuff. I'm not trying to take down the grid or nothing like that, I swear. Anyway, in the Matrix, the human's last line of defense against the machines is an EMP, right? So, when the robot dogs, I'm just saying, if the robot dogs start patrolling your neighborhood and they're gonna enforce some gamer girl bathwater deep into your veins, syringes, forced injections, and when the drones have been rolled out for 10 years, they're omnipresent in our lives, covering the sky. Nothing isn't recorded anymore. Everything is tracked and traced and received and data collection. And our tech nerds will be in the basement creating EMPs. It's our only way of defense. But I don't even understand the concept. Like, how, how do you even do that? Is that like a government offense? I've never even seen an EMP before. But what if the EMP attack happens to the city or state? How will I survive? Well, first things first, I would stay indoors also known as bugging in. You need to figure out a stable way to generate electricity because you're going to want fridges, you're going to want air conditioners and fans, especially during the summer, or even a heater. You're going to want radios, music, your phone. A lot of people are still going to be able to power things with generators. So maybe get on your rooftop and scout for some gens that are untouched I'm not saying steal a generator, but if nobody's living there and there's a generator in the backyard, I mean, somebody has to use it, right? Now, depending on how much food you have or what your goals are, you might want to board up your windows, make a method for you to get to the roof from the inside as safe as possible. You don't even want to step a foot outside without being covered and concealed. Delegate somebody in your community or do it yourself to set up hundreds of rain catchers and plants on the roof. Intel is extremely important when bugging in. You don't want to just be blocking out the, uh, block out the windows and have no intel and just be hiding and scared and like never even peeking out. Like, what are you doing, dude? You need to know where your enemy is and where your friends are and where somebody might need help. You need to communicate with your neighbors, especially women and children. If you see them and you don't help them, you're scum of the earth, dude. You have to help each other because they can give you favors in return, you understand? You're going to want to have a setup on the roof with binoculars, radios, walkie-talkies, surveilling the surrounding area of any activity. This comes back to the women and children thing. Like if you have women and children in your community, they can be doing jobs such as this, scouting or even uh, foraging plants on top of the roof. There's strength in numbers, and that's something that I learned in the military. Because trying to do something with just yourself... It might take like three hours, but if you include four people in there to help you, you can get it done in like 10 minutes. It's incredible what you can really get done with a group of people, like setting up all these camps in the woods that like we were doing and clearing out connexes and just all the military stuff we did. And I think back, I'm like, Jesus Christ, they really had us out there in the sticks, but we were able to do it because we had camaraderie. And that's what you need. Don't be a lone wolf. You're going to die out there, buddy. You're going to die. Even like if you're a lone wolf style, wouldn't you want to come with me? Like if I told you, hey, come with me. Like, let's uh, come be part of my community. Would you not take my offer? Because I'm like, you know, it would increase our chances of survival if we stuck together. I don't know. I understand not wanting to be around people because people suck. But 
people are also really awesome. You just got to find them. If I had the tech, if I had more walkie-talkies, because walkie-talkies are incredibly powerful, I have everybody mic'd up in the neighborhood. Anybody that I care about, always a walkie-talkie, always aware of the situation, checking in, checking out. A common argument is that mingling with outsiders is how you get killed. You can't control other people. But I know one thing for sure. I'm going to help people that need help. And you can't control them. You can't control the outside world. But I know one fact. Fact. Not fictitious. This is factitious. No matter what happens, I will take care of me and my family and my doge. And my terabyte of feet pics in a waterproof container. My Dokimakura, etc, etc. But I know that as a fact, I will be taking care of me, myself, and the ones that I love. And that doesn't mean you have to not help people. You still have to help people. Other times, you got to get rid of them. And then there's the argument of like, cats, why are you bugging in? That's how you get killed. Eventually, the government is going to come through and decimate your, your neighborhood. How do you know that? That's just a conspiracy theory. Even if the grid permanently went down, which would never happen unless the world really did end, it's not permanent. Humans will be able to rebuild. The first thing I'm looking for is a gen. Solar panels, people who know how to build houses and repair electronics. The world would keep on moving forward. If anything, some ancient alien theorists suggest that a grid collapse would be good for civilization. It would pull people out of the matrix and thrust them into the real world just temporarily because at that point, you'll have to find a way to recharge your phone which won't be very difficult in any apocalyptic scenario. There's still going to be some cities that don't have the grid collapse. And you might get killed trying to... Everybody's migrating over there and in the streets, rioting and stuff, when you should be as far away from that as possible. You should be trying to get electricity through conventional methods, a solar panel. Um, all you'll need to do is find a solar panel and rig it to charge your stuff. Or a generator, you can keep replenishing it with fuel every single day. That's what we did when I was in the military. I worked for system maintenance. I was a 14 Tango in Okinawa, Japan, 1188 Air Defense Artillery. And even in the deep, deep jungle, we had our computers being charged, charging all our equipment, drill batteries, phones, flashlights, etc. I could ramble all day about a basic grid down collapse. It's the easiest scenario to survive, especially with community members if you talk to people. It won't be too hard to find food. There will be gatherers and foragers and people will be planting pots and stuff. Unless everybody actually loses their mind not being able to connect to the internet and they start killing each other and it's actually like super post-apocalyptic. And I just really did not think about this more clearly and I should have increased the difficulty level. What do you guys think? I think it'd be pretty easy to survive a grid-down post-apocalyptic scenario. People would move on. It'd just be more like uh, living in the 1900s, I guess, before internet, before even a lot of technology, because you would really have to figure out figure it out. You still want to connect to the internet. You still want lights, but I don't know, man. That was the easiest scenario in this list to survive. So let's move on. Scenario number three: Civil War. Difficulty, ultra-violence. The most likely outcome on this list is civil war. But I think it's more likely we're going to end up, as if we end up in a war. I'm reading the writing on the wall. The divided states of America. 
Land of the free, home of the brave. Not no longer. People have been dehumanizing each other so badly that eventually, some will move on to violence. There will be groups fighting each other, but this won't last forever. I think a better word for what I see is civil unrest. Multiple sides using violence against each other, while people like you and me just try to figure out a way to connect to the internet, download memes, maybe even something lewd for the something lewd for the road, you know? Shitting by the campfire and you set up recent feet JOI. Or maybe this will be deep into the future and you'll have your Neuralink and you'll just play Gone Wild audio tapes looping in your head forever. In this situation of uh, Civil War, um, I keep on getting off track. This is uh, just a brain diving into cat's consciousness. <laughs> cat's consciousness. Okay. In a civil war, the first thing I would do is uh, everybody that I love, care for, even homies too, friends that I, I don't think would freak out or anything like that, but definitely my friends and family, my wife's friends and family, and I would have all of us together, and I'd really, really stick this point, like, because some people would want to go this way, that way, and they'd have, a, everybody would have these bright ideas, and I, I would listen to all these ideas, but... But we all stick together, no matter what, because what if somebody breaks their leg or something? You know, so shit happens, especially when you're by yourself. Shit always happens. So everybody's sticking together. We fortify a base, maybe even build a compound that might be something good to go watch on YouTube. Google it. How to build a compound. But you also need to be ready to relocate quickly. So you need a lot of vehicles, bikes. Uh, the Canadian prepper dude I was talking about earlier, I'm not a shill for him, I swear, I'm just speaking free thought. He encourages people to get electric bikes and electric scooters that you can just charge, you know, putting them outside, and then it gives you hours of driving. That, and it's silent. That is like the best idea I've ever heard. Unfortunately, I don't have a couple of thousand dollars to just throw at a fucking electrical scooter. Scoot, scoot. In this situation, you have no control over which neighborhood a gang decides to pillage. Is there anywhere you can retreat, or will you defend your town down to the last man? This is where having a neighborhood or a community comes in handy, where people will watch out for each other. We'll, we'll, we'll keep tabs on any criminal activity happening in the area. I live right next to an Air Force base and an Army base, so whatever happens to me, I'll be surrounded by the military and will most likely be protected by these people and supplied at least a little bit of food and water. I'm sure there's some expired MREs and a Connex somewhere that I'll happily eat. But you also want to be self-sufficient. You don't want to rely on anybody. And you don't want to participate in any illegal activity. Not only will it taint your soul, S-O-L-E, it will get you killed eventually. The number one rule of combat is to avoid combat. And sometimes you have to take that rule literally. And if I were to see some criminals approaching my neighborhood, let, let, let's say you were in that group. Well, sorry, buddy, but I'm going to take you out first before you even see what my family looks like. You could have been a viewer, a fan of this channel. And I would take you out because you got along with the wrong crowd. And they, not you, they decided to pick on the wrong town. That happens. I've heard of these things a lot. Like when my homies join gangs and they tell me what happened to them when they were in this situation a lot of times they they don't even care they're not even that mad at this person but they beat him up anyway because that's just what everybody was doing <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like i didn't really want to rob the store but 
you know, it sounded like a good idea at the time, and everybody else was <laughs> all for it. That happens. It happens. It's okay to admit that. I've been low before, too. I've been a criminal. I paid my dues, and there's a lot of uh, shame and regret in that. It is what it is, though. What matters is what you do now. And you definitely do not want to do any criminal activity. If anything, you want to be like uh, Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. You know, the sheriff guy wakes up in a hospital one day and everything's fucked. And he's like the only dude that's trying to be good. Just homesteading. But everybody keeps getting in his fucking way. And then his wife dies, his kids die. It's like, ah, man, this guy can't catch a break. He's just trying to farm. But he helps people way, way too much, I guess. So, I don't know, maybe that might be my downfall, too. Trying to help too many people, and then I got caught up. Sad. That'd be a good way to go out. Because then a lot more people, without my sacrifice, a lot more people would have died. Mm. Gives me some good karma, right? In a civil war, it's really good to be located near the military or the police station. Most people will choose to bug out of the city to be with their family or take their family to an off-grid location. Which, honestly, that's probably the best place to be during a collapse of society. My bug-out plan consists of taking my family to the doggone desert because that's where I'm at. It's not where I want to be but it's the best chance of survival that I have. I could, speaking previously about like, I was like, where would you go during the EMP collapse? Why wouldn't you just stay locked in your neighborhood and protect and defend yourself? Well, let's say that you were taking your family to an off-grid location, but you don't know the land. Why would you choose a place where you don't know the law of the land? And there's other people there that have been living there all their lives. They've grown up there. Maybe their grandfather fought in the war in Colorado or Oregon or something like that. Those both sound like great places to be during the downfall, right? But you would have less of a chance of survival because you don't know the area. You don't know the streets, the roads, the little secret entrances and passageways. For me, what I would do, uh, maybe in the long term, you know, you need to have different goals. In the long term, you can go to Colorado. You could say, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to first go here. We're going to stay where we are, kind of, maybe relocate close by. But then later on, we're going to migrate, just like Ellie and Joel in The Last of Us. They go to see Joel's, what, brother or whatever? I don't, I don't fucking remember. It's been so long since I played that game. But they travel over there. But in the initial stage of the collapse, you don't want to be panicking and traveling because you have to think everybody else is going to be traveling with all their luggage. They're going to bring bringing their whole houses, their whole lives in that car. And it's going to get jam-packed no matter where you are. And people are going to be dying in the roads and the highways trying to escape. You're going to have to get out on foot. Ooh, foot. Mm. That's what you're going to have to do, man. So what I would do is taking my family to the nearby desert. Because I live in the city, but it's a very close drive right outside the desert. I would take all the secret back ways. If I had to take no roads at all, I could. That's the good thing about knowing the territory, right? Other notable locations would be nearby bodies of water. All great civilizations live nearby a water source. Even the Arizona desert has when I was watching Survivor Man the other day. Hi, baby. As I was saying, okay, Survivor Man. <clears throat> I was watching Survivor Man the other day, and he was showing off some Arizona deserts that have water. Like, running clear water. 
So no matter where you are, GPS will become a tool of the gods. No matter where you are in a planet, if you want to increase your chances of survival, you get maps or a GPS because the satellites will still be up there. Unless somebody shoots them down, you will be able to connect to the grid, which is why like all these preppers are pretty much crazy people because they all think that, oh, well, SHTF means shit hits the fan. When shit hits the fan, it, like it, they have this preconceived scenario built inside of their head. And they think that's how they're going to survive. No, you you don't know what's going to happen, dude. You can analyze and guesstimate all you want, but I'm probably the closest person in terms of speculation. I think this is probably the one that's going to come true at least by 2030. I'm just saying. But you never know. You never know. See, that's why this is labeled as ultra violence difficulty, because no matter what, you're going to have to encounter some physical aggressors. If you choose to stay in the city, your initial chances of survival are low. Mass panic will cause death and destruction. But if you're able to lay low and survive, possibly even take control of a building and its rooftops and even multiple buildings and have access to building some bridges across the roofs, ropes to climb the sides, rain catchers set up for miles, weed plants everywhere, the city is one of the best places to be in terms of opportunity. Looting will provide quick gains. Hopefully, the people that decide to stick around as well in your city aren't criminals and you can begin to build a community. But there's always the threat of thugs. Everybody's going to have their own opinion, so that means there's going to be a whole lot of groups. Some are going to be like, we need to burn down the government, and the government just so happens to be your house. Why? I didn't do nothing, dude. Like, I just live here. Why are you going to burn this down? Like, this is my home. Asshole. You you can't control that, dude. You really can't. And this is where gun control becomes a really stupid law. I'm, I'm sorry, I just got to say it. If you vote for gun control, you're dumb. Places like California, I just don't understand. It's usually people that have been in, like, real bad situations that involved a firearm. Maybe somebody died. I don't know. But don't blame the gun because there's a whole lot of things that people use to commit acts of violence. You know what I mean? Damn, California. Canada, too. Canada has the worst laws on Earth. But somehow, the preppers over there think they'll survive without weapons to defend themselves with. It is what it is. I wish them luck, and I really do hope that they survive. But we're moving on to scenario number four. Financial collapse. Difficulty. Hurt me plenty. I mean, this one probably is the most likely to happen. I know I've said that for pretty much every single one of them, except scenario one, because uh, I really don't think that a nuclear war would break out, because it's kind of like, dude, the uh, what was that, the Einstein quote or something? He said, the next world war will be fought with sticks, because uh, we'll have destroyed ourselves, you know? Or World War Three will be fought with nukes, and World War Four will be fought with sticks. Some shit like that, right? That's Einstein quote, bro. And the Great Depression, okay, it lasted 120 months, which counts out to about a decade. So if we just take a gander at the gas prices outside your door, oh, it, it's $10, and you haven't gotten a raise at work, man, this is what's most likely coming to all of us. If we are to learn from history, Great Depression started on Thursday, October 24th, 1929. A good prediction based on that would put us around 2028 
2030, we can expect a financial burden weighing down on us. Burden the burden. But what about the age of technology, cats? Elon Musk taking us to Mars, quantum computers, the technological singularity, the metaverse? Now, I don't think the financial collapse is going to happen either. Uh, it might. It might be. It'll probably be like softcore, though. Even if it does, it'll most likely be shorter than 10 years, is what I'm trying to say. It'll be a shorter one. And another variation of this same scenario is that we're already within our Great Depression, and it's just going to get a lot worse, but the Great Boom will come around 2030. I like that theory because that's more positive, but you never know. It could get a lot, 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 lot worse, but... I think it's going to get better around 2030. I think we are probably inside of our financial depression right now. Uh, you know, the, the Bitcoin's going down. Everything's going down. The homeless epidemic is getting insane. And it's going to keep on getting worse until around 2028. My prediction is scenario number five. Technological singularity, difficulty, nightmare. Another nightmare scenario, huh? Bruh. Your civilization is based on the technology of the mass relays. Our technology. By using it, your society develops along the paths we desire. We impose order on the chaos of organic evolution. You exist because we allow it. And you will end because we demand it. This is my prediction that also connects some dots together with other people's theories. I don't want to get convoluted and associated with any individuals because I am Cast Productions, I am me, myself, and I, and I worry about my own, my own in a culture in the trenches. But some people liken my theories to the Great Reset. Now, a lot of people have rolled their eyes and clicked off this video claiming the Great Reset is just a conspiracy theory. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe Bill Gates is a good man, and we're just being assholes. First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. The issue that really grabbed me as, as urgent uh, was were issues related to population, uh, reproductive health. When I was growing up, my parents were always involved in various uh, uh, volunteer things. My dad was uh, head of Planned Parenthood. Would it be better not to lay off the, those 10 teachers and to make that trade off in medical costs? But that's called the death panel, uh, and you're not supposed to have that discussion. I'm not here to talk about if it's real. I'm here to talk about how to survive it, okay? In one sentence, to survive it, you have to understand. So in one sentence, the Great Reset is the Illuminati that want to create a one-world government. <laughs> yeah, probably not true, but just wait. Listen, these people are called globalists. You can think of a globalist as a small group of people that control the entire Earth. But what about China and Russia? It's not like they're going to just listen to what some douchebag New World Order says. Notice I didn't say America because we probably are the New World Order. <laughs> but I don't know. And that's exactly the reason why it's not a real thing. You know, I don't like to get too deep into that because that's not helpful to the situation. All that mumbo jumbo talking about how Rihanna worships the devil or whatever these people are talking about. A uh, call for an uprising. It has like 10 channels. 
I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about what's going on today and see if I can predict the future. Ray Kurzweil is a futurist at Google, time now, 2022, working with all types of dystopia technology. He's the like inventor of certain things like speech recognition, optical character recognition. Uh, and if you read his recent writings, like a conversation on creating a human mind. This man is obsessed with digital immortality and he's funded by Google. So this is a big man, an important man. I'm not saying he's a bad man. I'm just saying I'm stating facts. He thinks the technological singularity is going to happen around 2028, 2029, something like that. <sighs> all right. Well, here's what I think is going to happen. Based on all the evidence that I've seen in my research in the trenches, and I hope you're ready for this. And remember, we could still be friends even though I have this opinion. Okay? Just putting that out there. I believe that the TV show Black Mirror isn't just fiction. It's a prediction of the future. And every single technology that you see on there is something that is coming soon to us. Probably already on Earth, but just needs to be adapted for mass production. And the reason why I single out Black Mirror because it's just a regular sci-fi show, Cass. What are you getting crazy for? It's not really like predictive programming, right? No, I'm not saying it is. I'm going to get to that too. There's a lot of crazy conspiracy nut people out there. But Black Mirror has definitely predicted the future multiple times. They predicted the rise of VTubers with the Waldo episode and the Neuralink. Before that shit was like in the news circulation and Elon was talking about actually doing it. They had the Neuralink in the very first episode, right? The entire history of you. The little brain chip, dude. And this happens a lot in history. But most of the time, it's an accident is what I think. Like imagine if uh, the virtual orgasm was a hundred times better than oh, a regular orgasm. Yeah, I got news for you on that front. Oh. We can it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's disturbingly the way, good. The way you're rubbing your chin. A lot of people think that these people are connected somehow to the government or they got this information from aliens. Maybe. You know, you might be right. But I'm sure if you were to ask Stanley Kubrick or Charlie Brooker about predictive programming, conspiracy theory this, conspiracy theory that, they might not have any idea what the hell you're talking about. I think it's an accidental phenomenon that happens with artists because you have to think, what is Stanley Kubrick doing all day? He's filming. He's in the trenches. He's writing. Like He's not on YouTube looking at conspiracy theories. So he's not definitely not a conspiracy theorist, right? But he was able to predict the future. 2001, a space odyssey. 1968, it was released, which is one year before NASA went to the moon and took the blue marble photograph. And I say these things so you can look it up yourself, just so we're fucking clear. Before there was even a real photo of Earth taken by humans, no photos ever, Stanley Kubrick was able to predict how the satellites and spaceships moved and looked and how the Earth would look standing from the moon. How did he have that image in his mind? How did he know what Jupiter was actually looking like? out there super detailed crisp and clear future technology that's not just sci-fi look at that movie now in this day and age understanding that this was before we even this is before what what was it apollo 11 i think i may be wrong with that but we we weren't even at the moon yet we didn't know what it looked like how did he know tell me i think it has something to do uh with road jogan 
I haven't listened to him in a little while, but he did a, a he talks about this book called The War of Art. And then I read the book after he started talking about it. And they talk about the muse. You know, you sit down, you communicate with the muse. And you get these ideas and thoughts that you don't even know where they came from. It's like, what the hell? It's not even me, man. Stanley Kubrick sat down with his buddy. I know that he uh, co-wrote the screenplay or whatever. With his buddy. And through the muse, through creating this, in 1968, it took him four years to create it, if I recall correctly. So 1964, he started filming this. 1964, but even before that, he had to write the script and shit. How did he know what it was going to look like? He just got it from his imagination, but his imagination predicted the future, is what I'm trying to say. You know, this could all just be uh, uh, proven wrong and just a theory. It is just a theory, but hey, it's pretty interesting, right? It's just like, dude, how did he know the space, the spaceships, the gravity, even the subtle glow that the planet gives off? Who told him about that? Aliens. And then he put it in a movie. The same thing happened in Black Mirror. Robot dogs are already in Pompeii. Hawaii, and many other places. So just wait. You will have a robot patrolling your streets within a couple of years. It's a pricey investment. Uh, it's over $100,000. So you have to have six figures to just throw away. But it's an investment that pays off with free manual labor forever. You guys have to see their commercials. It's like, why wouldn't you buy it if you had the money? It's the best product of all time. It doesn't get tired it doesn't want to take a break. It doesn't take smoke breaks. You don't have to worry about it fraternizing with the co-workers. It's just a fucking dog walking around patrolling the streets of Pompeii. Of course, the robots will replace our jobs. And it's a scary reality. Around 2028, I believe the technological singularity will happen. And the 5G towers, everything will be interlinked like it was like, like every step along the way. Every single technological investment along the way was building up to this moment where everything becomes interlinked. The 5G becomes interlinked. The towers connect to the robots and the AI gods are born, right? This is all going to happen around the same time. And then we'll be living in a new world order. What are you going to do about it? Well, just continue living. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you got to try to survive within the system. I'm not going to do nothing crazy. But there's a reason why this difficulty level is nightmare. And we'll get to that. So the drones are becoming cheaper every single day. There's this new article posted somewhere. Uh, I don't know where it's at. But they were talking about how Amazon, the new drones that they were talking about for so long, are finally in deployment in a certain state in a, a city in California. And they're finally out there. And they're finally being tested. The charging stations are being set up. So that these drones can fly across the globe. Because you have to think, like, oh, what about the charging? Well, they could get solarly charged, but the, mo the more realistic thing to do would just set up charging stations across the globe. Kind of like how the aliens did with the pyramids, but humans do it with just their fucking pathetic technology of charging. We're so fragile compared to aliens, dude. It's not even funny. But the sky is blacked out by satellites. Blacked out by drones. Blacked out by, uh, they put chemicals in the air to reverse, like, the climate change or something. I don't know. You know, what are, what are they gonna do to stop the climate change? I don't know. What are we, I mean, get rid of the gas and stuff, but is that really gonna do a lot? I hope so, but you never know. So China, 
will definitely be the first people to implement this type of surveillance. They're actually kind of like the, the, the trailblazers in terms of dystopia. The documents show that the state is even working towards predicting potential threats before they materialize. It is building a future in which mass surveillance supports authoritarian rule. And it's unlikely to stay in China. Protesters have faced a heavy police crackdown. And while some have gotten violent by throwing bricks and using slingshots, many more have employed innovative tactics to stay safe. They've tried to extinguish tear gas canisters with water bottles, using traffic cones and metal bowls to snuff out the gas before it spreads. The near-weekly protests have also stood out for their meticulous organization. Videos show protesters forming human supply chains, some over one mile long. And to communicate what supplies are needed, they use hand signals passed along the chain. In this video, protesters are asking for helmets. Several videos show how the massive crowds part to allow ambulances free passage. For the most part, the protests are organized anonymously. Posters with information about marches are shared through airdrop and telegram chats. Laser pointers and spray paint are used to obscure security cameras. And some people leave single-use transit tickets at train stations so that protesters don't have to use the card registered to their name. It doesn't seem like the protests will end anytime. To start increasing surveillance in this part of Hong Kong, the ones on the outside are basically there to form a, a human wall to protect the identities of the people that are actually up at the post, breaking open these cameras, getting into the guts and ripping them out. Fear they're being watched and tracked when on the streets and just showing up may expose them to retaliation from the government. We don't know what kind of data the Hong Kong law enforcement is sharing with uh, the Chinese law enforcement. They already have a technological gridlock on their society everywhere you go. It's, it's the social credit score. It's a real thing, dude. It's a real thing. And it's pretty funny. But you are tracked and traced and the Chinese government lets you know about it. Everybody knows over there that they're being tracked. There's so many cameras everywhere. Even outside of my street, there's these cameras on this telephone pole. And I'm like, dude, why are there cameras like right outside of my house? It's so weird. There's many consequences of this scenario. Mandatory data collection, mark of the beast implantable microchips, AI gods, ability to read other people's lewd thoughts, enjoying artificial relationships more than in real life. Neuralink, allowing you to be plugged into the matrix without anyone around you knowing what you're looking at or listening to, no headphones required. Sounds awesome, cats, but wait, there's more. Above all else, the goal of reducing the world population by 90%, will they accomplish that? Probably not, but a goal is not always meant to be reached, but simply something to aim towards. And if it is real and some global reset happens, at least you remember Katz talked about this and I am prepped and ready for the divided states of America. Too bad I didn't click on the video because there wasn't feet in the thumbnail. <laughs> Must not have been an American. <laughs> this is my personal conspiracy theory that I've developed over 28 years of ancient alien research being a human scholar on planet Earth and I'm proud of that. Just like how my great 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 grandchildren might be Martians. Born in the Mars pod, VR goggles on at birth. I want to continue humanity forward. I want to have human DNA on Neptune. I want my grandkids to be born on Neptune. But how do we get there?
Now we start to look at the timeline, like a commander looks at a battlefield. You're not just looking at your own life. Stop being so selfish. Think about the future, the past. How far have we come? What about your mom? Where did she come from? And then where are you going? Are you going to spread your legacy? I hope so, because we need more people like you, the viewer, listening to this transmission. And I'm being dead fucking serious. I know this is like, uh, you know, but I am being real. You know, you all know that the, I am being real, right? This is a long game. And this is why I think my conspiracy is the most realistic one. Because everybody else relies on some crazy catastrophe happening and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. I think it's a collection of things. And it might not even be uh, funded by one government or one dude or one group. The New World Order might not even exist. But we are moving in the direction of technological singularity. Where... The phone in your pocket will be in your fucking brain. That's what I think. And are you going to be a part of that world? Mm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, huh? But it's not the specific moves targeted at locations that matters and things happening here and there. A lot of people get caught up in that. You have to pull back above a bird's eye view, drone view, overhead, and see everything. Full spectrum dominance. This is a war. Ever since I was born onto this planet Earth, I have seen it with my own eyes. V for Vendetta, 1984, Brave New World, Altered Carbon, Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, Children of Men. <clears throat> oh, shit. All of these sci-fis have a reoccurring theme. And they're all written by real people. And these are thoughts from the gods, right? If you, if we're taking the war of arts metaphor of the muse, how thoughts are like transplanted into the subconscious or into the mind, you know, if we're going along with that, there's a reoccurring theme of dystopia. It's depopulation. Obviously, it doesn't take a fucking guru or scientist to say that population control is the death panel, but we're not supposed to talk about that, Mr. Gates said. He's right. Maybe we should talk about it. I think we should talk about everything. Maybe he is fucking right. I don't think we should kill anybody because uh, who are you to say that we need to depopulate a million people? How about we depopulate you, asshole? Like, how, how does that make you feel? You know, we don't need to depopulate anybody. But we do need to talk about maybe uh, birth control or, you know, I, I don't know. On planet Earth. The Georgia Guidestones is a prominent location holding 10 inscriptions with the first commandment being maintain humanity under 500 million. It's a little too late for that, buddy. We have over 7 billion, 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 with a B, people on this planet. All who deserve to be alive. However, comma, in 2100, they predict over 11 billion people. And everybody is, oh, every time I say these things, it makes me so mad because people dismiss me. They roll their eyes like 2100. <laughs> it's so funny. They're so far away. Well, dude, is that really far away? It's 2022. Think about your children and grandchildren. You are so selfish. What do you mean it's, the, it's far away? I don't care what happens to the earth. Like, what do you mean? What about your friends and family and all the people that you love? You're such an asshole. Technological singularity. The point where man merges with machine. How does this equate to the divided states of America? You can already see how many people are divided 
on abortion now being illegal in America. Is that even true, or is that just bait cats? I don't know. Do some research. It depends on the state, actually. I know in Arizona and Texas, it's going to be illegal. So there's a lot of misinformation being spread by both sides. Some saying, oh, uh, it doesn't even mean that abortion is banned. Uh, Yes, it does, actually, like in specific states. It's very important that people get data because the economy goes round and round, upside down, and in your mind. What are you going to buy? The things that you see. Data. They need to collect that data from all those things that you're scrolling through. There is a list for every single one of you people out there listening to this fucking video. There's a list out there made just for you with your name on it. There's one for me too. Of every single thing you've ever looked up. Every single thing you've ever searched and you're like, there's no way, cats, because I've had multiple accounts. I've deleted accounts, you know, like, you know, cringe Reddit posts or whatever. No, it's all connected because with everything you do, if they are able to identify who you are based on your IP and even though you have an alt, the phone taps in, they tap into your phone, they see, oh, this this account is connected to this account. So, you know, like you just need to do a little bit of research and know that there's a list out there of everything you've ever done, your sexuality, maybe if you're questioning what you're going to do or your your hopes and ambitions. Me, I like to look at landwatch.com every single night and there's some CIA operative sitting in his truck laughing. He's like, oh, look at this guy. He's got hopes and dreams. <laughs> nah, buddy, not in this future. You won't. It is what it is, huh? So every single lewd thing that you've ever seen, they know my favorite tag on the hub. They know everything about me. They know everything about you. I'm sorry, it is what it is. I'm not trying to make you paranoid. You just need to be aware. Like, I think you deserve to know, right? Gas power vehicles will never be produced ever again after 2030. So let's hope there's some engineers out there who will be designing their own stuff for the people. I really want some engineers to come up with some cheap helicopter technology. I want the world to, like, if we're going to be living in a dystopia that looks like District B-13 or District 9, I, um... I'm not sure. I get those two confused. But it's the alien dystopia one, not the parkour one. Or even Elysium, where space travel was pretty cheap. Like, people are just building rocket ships in garages. Garages, my apologies. That's a future that I can get behind. And I have to get used to charging your own car pretty soon here. Like, if you buy a new car, obviously people aren't worried about this. Because they're like, oh, you can just buy used cars. Well, eventually those used cars are gonna rot and the parts are gonna run out. And most people are going to want to buy the new stuff. Everybody sees that they're, they're like, I won't buy the new electronic cars. Just wait until every single commercial is showing how cool the new Dodge Ram electronic solar charge cyber truck. And then everybody's getting it. And you're like, oh, shit, I got to get one, too. This pretty badass, man. You're going to get it, bro. I don't know if I can get used to it. It's no longer a gas pedal. It's an electric pedal. That is just cringe i don't know if i can do it and this isn't just me spitting random stuff at the air oh he's in his basement his mom's basement conspiracy theory just saying things i'm not just saying things these are actual documents and news articles stating that this is what's going to happen you can look it up on your favorite which which news program do you get behind i don't get behind any of them but there's a news program out there that's saying, oh, yeah, this, there's no more cars coming. Like, all the new cars are going to be electronic. They're going to discontinue all gas. And even in uh, California, they ban small gas engines, so you can't have a generator in your backyard without, like, a lease or something like that. I don't know if that one's true. 
Okay. <laughs> like, I haven't researched that one. So, somebody might go in the comments and they're going to be like, oh, that, that's, that's not true. So, everything else isn't true. Oh, I got him, guys. <laughs> High five. You attacks me on Reddit and 4chan. Fuck yeah. Okay, cats. You ranted long enough. How do we survive this? Give us practical steps, a solution to our worries. Sure. I will. But first, you have to make a decision. It's like picking your character's backstory when you're starting a new game. Are you going to be plugged into the Matrix or not? Are you going to be part of the system? Are you taking the Mark of the Beast, a.k.a. implantable microchips in your brain so you can control your phone and computers with your brain? Actually, I don't know if that's the Mark of the Beast. The Mark of the Beast would be the universal basic income. Let me get to that. Hold on. The next Great Depression will most likely hit us soon. This is why I say all those other conspiracy theories are dumb. Because they think something big's gonna happen. Oh, and we'll see it. Oh, look, I was right. No, it's a collection of things. You have to think long term. You have to think about Earth and humanity as a whole when you're talking about prepping, dude. Or at least your family. People are so selfish. So the next Great Depression is most likely gonna hit us soon or we're already in it. So we can expect things to get worse before they get better. But either way, something will happen. Bill Gates will come knocking on your door with a universal basic income, UBI. Free government money. Fuck yeah. I'm totally down. Might be $3,000 a month. Not too much, but it's enough to get by. And you've been hungry for like, what, a couple years now? You've been like, struggling. I've been struggling for a long time. Are you going to take the money? Duh. Who wouldn't? But it comes with some caveats. Number one, digital currency tied into your social credit score. We already see the makings of this in China, where if you get the right app, you can see somebody's ratings. It looks kind of like a tax rating, but it's your social rating. How good of a human being you are based on how much you love the government. Are you a criminal? An article written June 27th, 2022, which is, what, like a couple days ago, dude. Key takeaways. Number one. The goal of the China social credit system is to provide a holistic assessment of an individual's or company's trustworthiness. Number two, the China social credit system, while still in development, is arguably an extension of existing social rankings and ratings in China, which have existed for millennia. The consequences of a poor social credit score could be serious and may affect travel prospects, employment, access to finance, and the ability to enter into contracts. So if you have a low social credit score, you can't get a job, meaning if you have a low social credit score, you'll be locked into fast food the rest of your life. Isn't that kind of fucked up? I think that's kind of jacked. That's messed up. Like, imagine you went to jail, and it might have been, like, something real minor. You stole some bread at the store because you were hungry, but they beat you for it and put you in jail for, like, three years. And now your social credit score is tanked. Tanked. Low, buddy. You need to do some community service or something, so you start doing that to increase your score, but it's only, like, 10 points every month. So this is a long journey that you have. But, damn, you have the qualification. You have a degree. You have a degree in like electronics or engineering or something, but you can't use it because you're a criminal. You have a low score. You have to have over 500 in order to be an engineer. You got 380. Hmm. 
Looks like you're going to have to take the next 10 years of your life to increase your social credit score by doing community service. Oh. And there's another Black Mirror episode where the dude has a Neuralink, which is coming soon to a Tesla store near you. It's not called a Neuralink in the episode, but it's pretty obvious. And he catches his wife cheating on him by looking through her memories and all this weird stuff starts happening. He's like, let me see. I want to see. Cuck style, but not into it. He's mad. And everything you see is recorded through this brain chip, so he can take a razor blade. He cuts it out of him. He's like, I can't stand living like this anymore, man. And this is the separation, freeing yourself from the Matrix, being born again. And all of us will be in this situation because we'll be seduced by that technology. Our thoughts will betray us. We will buy that robot dog. And we might fuck an artificial intelligence. We're not evil people. We might catch our significant other sleeping around. We'll be locked into the grid and it'll get so bad that you decide enough is enough. What was I thinking leaving the homestead? I can't live like this anymore. How do these people do it? These city rats, how are they doing this? But even some of you and your family members, your kids... We'll be growing old with the brain chip. Who knows, maybe in 2100 they'll get rid of bodies. And you'll just be a fucking Matrix style in a pod. But either way, if you still have your body, you'll be in your coom pod. And perish without anybody close to us. We'll be locked into San Junipero forever. I, that's not real, man. They're going to kill you. You're not going to be in San Junipero. It's a hoax. How much money are they going to ask for you to put your consciousness into something? It's not even going to work, dude. I want to see some hardcore fucking evidence. Some like scientific studies and research that say, oh yeah, yeah, we can definitely uh, do that. You know, transfer consciousness. I don't even know. But the world is falling apart. You need to connect with other people. I'm telling you that right now. Everybody is scared. Everybody has social anxiety right now. They're like... The world is falling apart, and people's hearts are broken, their minds are fractured, and that might not be you, but I'm talking about the rest of society. But I believe that even in this day and age, in the age of 5G towers and the social media buggy man, our mental health will not be ready to handle this next technology that is coming soon to a store near you. People are broken inside just from the phones. Imagine you put that into their brain. People are going to go nuts, I'm telling you that right now. And most likely, you won't be able to use your Neuralinks or your Android cat girls. I mean, I would love these things. Trust me, I would love these things. But most likely, you won't be able to use them without a 5G tower nearby. And they're building so many 5G towers everywhere I see. And they disguise them as like palm trees and stuff like that. It's pretty weird, man. Why would they do that? It's so strange. It's because people are kind of scared of them. They don't understand this 5G technology. I understand it. I'm not too worried about it. For a little while, it'll be a choice to separate from the technology. You know, you'll go to some place that doesn't have 5G towers. They'll still have regular telephone powers, regular internet, but you won't be able to tap into the 5G. The number one cause of death in this scenario is going to be suicide and drug overdoses. In order to utilize this technology, you had to be near a 5G tower. The population is getting intense on planet Earth, meaning that the cities will be downsized into small pods because everybody will want to be using this tech. And, you know, you're getting a universal basic income and maybe there will only be certain places where you can live to receive this universal basic income. I don't know, man. Hopefully you get enough to 
meet your rent requirements, all food, extra necessities, that will probably be earned from a J-O-B, a job. I don't think they're going to give you free money to just do whatever you want. They might give you free money to survive, to live in a pod and pay the electricity, but that's it. You, you, you want a new computer or a new phone, you got to go sweep the streets, but that might even be replaced by robots. Who knows? And it's no wonder most people will be offing themselves in this system. The divided states of America. Which state will you choose? Because me, I'm in Arizona. And I'm going to stay in Arizona if this all goes down. I don't want to be in Arizona, bro. It's fucking desert. It's hot. It gets hotter every year. The best place you want to be is probably one of these woody areas. Like Oregon, Colorado, Michigan, uh, Vermont. I don't fucking know. I'm going to tell you my darkest prediction that I've never said out loud before, never written down, only thought. And that is, not too long ago, Earth used to have creatures called whales that swam in the ocean. You could go to any nearby body of water and see fish in there. No, I'm not lying. There used to be trees in California. Green leaves covering the earth. Fruits coming from trees that you could eat just in the land. And the people were truly free. You could buy, buy, like own parts of the earth and build a home, a farm, raise a family, put your stick in the ground and say, I was here on planet earth and these are my 20 acres and I made the best of it. And this is my family that I built with my bare hands. But now the entire earth, it's one giant city. You can't buy land anymore. It's all been purchased. Everything is citized. Everything. There's no dirt anywhere. There are no birds in the sky. They've been replaced by the omnipresent drones, fully autonomous mass surveillance. When I was a kid, I stepped on a real bee once, and not the robot ones you see today. And it wasn't until I was about 30 or 40 years old when they implemented the pet tax. So just to have a cat or a dog, you need to have a nice job. Or the government will take them away and sell them for parts. Is this a true story, Daddy? Yes. Yes, it is. Sad. Sad. And there's no way to survive this scenario. Entire city gridlock. The divided states of America is the least of your concerns, but it is the first sign that this is happening. Where are you located? Let me know. Don't put your full address in the comments. I'm just saying, like, what are you going to do when this all goes down? My kids will tell my grandchildren about that, how there used to be whales. And they'll be like, no way, daddy, you're a liar. I'll be like, no, I'm being dead, dead ass. Like, you could go to the river and see whales. There's no whales no more in the year 2100. They're all dead. Too much pollution, dude. It is what it is. But hey, what are you going to do in the divided states of America? Because I had this prediction. A long time ago I was like you know what why don't states you know it would be cool if America became like just the states you know like the states were separate and the states could decide their own laws and rules and I think that's what's gonna happen the divided states of it's not gonna be just uh, singular states so Arizona might collaborate with Texas you know and it will be uh, a group you can look at it like on the map a couple of states will be 
red zones. A couple states will be blue zones, but this will be like real like divide, not the fake divide that you see today, you know, online. I'm talking real life. I really hope that's not going to happen. I really hope that humanity steps up to the challenge and starts treating each other with respect. And I really, I really hope that it's all fun and games and we can just keep on going forward and we get the VR technology, the technological singularity happens, androids invade the homes, and it's all good. Like, there's none of that weird conspiracy mumbo-jumbo about universal basic income or whatever. There's still homeless people, but the economy's gotten better. Everything's turned around, right? I really hope that's what happens instead. I really hope so. But in order to survive the divided states of America, keep your friends close, your family close, prepare... Get a little bug out bag ready. You never know when something's gonna happen. Make sure you stay motivated. Keep your spirits high. And I am happy. I'm satisfied with my life. I have a beautiful wife. And we're gonna have children soon. And I am going to college right now. I just had class today and I have class tomorrow. I don't wanna go because I'm lazy, but I gotta do it, man. And I'm just trying to move forward, be better. And if the, if the shit hits the fan, the shit hits the fan, I can't stop it. But what I can do is communicate with everybody that feels the same way or at least has the decency or the respect to sit and listen through it before leaving a hate comment. As usual, this is Cast Productions and the divided states of America is coming soon. What are you going to do about it? All right. Please like have to step button, subscribe, comment, and I'll see you all next time. Wow.